So your clients and candidates aren't going to believe that you have mastered every skill set in recruiting. So it's that's where people don't realize they're turning off the cold market because they're like, why help everyone in recruiting do everything? It's like that doesn't you're like you don't have enough hours in a day to have figured all these all this out, right? But if you have five or seven repeatable skill sets, that's believable. And then you can double, you know, you can double down and become an expert in those. And then you start creating leverage. And that's truly what recruiters are missing is leverage. And that's where marketing is huge. Like they don't understand the leverage and kind of what they can bring to the table and having like a niche, a niche, however we want to say it. It's like, that's where the power is. And that's where I see the the clients that we work with have the most success. Like they own their value prop, typically even going into the program. And then we're just helping them display it and get it out there consistently. This episode is brought to you by Leap Consulting Solutions. Digitally transform your business the right way, the Leap way. Visit www.leapconsultingsolutions.com to find out more on how your business can build, change, and adopt technology the right way, the Leap way. This episode is brought to you by Kylo Partners. Kylo are Bullhorn's specialist and Bullhorn's first invitation partner, Our solutions have helped 950 companies worldwide to streamline, automate, and customize to get the most out of Bullhorn. Our products provide you with a tremendous ROI, including a complete document manager system, Kylo Awesome Docs, and the most powerful data manager tool in the ecosystem, Kylo Data Tools. To learn more, visit kylopartners.com. What's up, Lauren? How are you? I'm super fantastic. How are you, Rob? Uh, you know, I uh, I got to go to the beach today for about two hours and have lunch with my uh, my good friend. We talked to work, so I think I'm going to have more beach meetings. Being that I live in South Florida, I got to be honest with you. Well, that doesn't it doesn't sound like it sucks. It sounds pretty nice. No work and the ocean. It was pretty good. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that any day because I am here um, in California where it's still raining. Hey, well, you know, oh. <laughs> go from drought to flood. There's some, Probably, biblical, had, there's some biblical thing there. Some, but yeah, not bring I, I it know. Yet another atmospheric river has made its way to California. We're on our is, 12th atmospheric is river. Is atmospheric river just a way of saying that God wanted to rain on California? It's a way of saying, hey, guys, there's going to be crap tons of rain in one dose. So I think my only question to whomever is shining down these beautiful uh, m- morsels of wetness to California is why all at the same time? We just couldn't map it out, you know? We whatever happened, whatever happened to balance, whatever happened to balance and moderation, you know, maybe, maybe just, we have really from January to April to have showers, you know, we just got it all done in one false swoop. So yeah, I was um, listening to some scary news, uh, some news about some farms that are or like olive farms that are now swamps. Um, yep. and like, I can't even go into our back pasture. I haven't seen my goats in three months. I mean, like, cause they're so far away. We can't. We had a big tree fall down into the back of the house. And yes, Lauren has that much land, guys. She literally moved out of a city to be in the middle of nowhere, and now she can't find Justin Timbergo. I can which see them; they're just heart. off in the yonder, and I want them closer, but it's too swampy up close to the house, so uh, it well, bumps me out. All right, well, let's let's stop raining on this parade. We'll bring in our. <laughs> we have that stuff to talk about. Yeah. So, guys, we uh, we're super excited to have um, a personal branding coach, sales coach, all of the above coach uh, with us today. Uh, Clark Wilcox, founder of Digital Recruiter. How you doing, man? Doing great. How you guys doing? Well, you kind of heard. Super fly. So. <laughs> super We're good. Fly. Lauren is always super oh, well. fly. 
Uh, I am usually just good, you know, um, I, I believe and I've got a dream. Learning even in the new office, I, I just, I just upgraded. So. I, I like it. I, I love the beliefs. Um, you know, a, 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 a dream without a plan is just a wish. So oh. I'm here for that. Oh, Biggie had more than a, a wish. He, he mm -hmm. made it happen. So anyway. All right, Clark. So the goal today is to talk about things that Lauren and I just kind of do. Uh, not usually well, sometimes well, but we do it anyway. We just keep doing it because that's just how life works. If you just keep doing it, you will figure it the F out. Uh, Laura and I did not have to put the explicit label on that one yet. We probably will at some point. <laughs> not yet. Not um, yet. Let me at it. Yeah. So, so Clark, I think what we want to talk about with you is like this, I, this general idea of how to go to market specifically on LinkedIn, which is where you live. So, um, you know, kind of just give us some, maybe just kind of give us the, the why first, you know, how you got like, not really how you got started, but like why you got started doing this. Yeah, it's. It's, uh, the, I guess how I got started is again, like a lot of us or probably all of us here, I got contacted by a recruiter for me, it was 10 years ago. And they're like, Hey, do you, you know, I was looking for a job. I posted my resume somewhere. A recruiter from Aerotech called me. I had, I don't want the job he was calling me about, but he's like, you ever think about being a recruiter? I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is. Uh, but sure. And so I interviewed and I got in and uh, I worked there for five years and got to know kind of the ins and outs of staffing. I was recruiting out and, and business development out in LA. And after a few years, it was all kind of on, I was feet on the ground, you know, knocking on doors. Like that's how I did all my recruiting and sales um, and cold calls, right? So I was never on LinkedIn, didn't do any, any of that. And then I got introduced, I moved out to Ohio a couple of years ago and I started working with a LinkedIn kind of, it was like a business development agency. So they would take over profiles profiles on LinkedIn, if it's like a coach or a SaaS founder or salesperson and would book appointments. Like it'd be like 10 to 20 appointments a month. And now, now they're a dime a dozen, right, on, on LinkedIn. But I was fascinated with how we were doing this with some of the automation and with like email automation and some of the outreach on LinkedIn. And I was like, this has got to be a gold mine for recruiters. And the owner of the company knew nothing about recruiting. Uh, so I was like, well, let's start using our process, which we were taking the LinkedIn profile and really highlighting the wins and the strengths of that individual. And that alone would increase all their connection rates on LinkedIn and then all their response rates because it allowed for that clarity. And then I started digging into recruiters profiles. Like there's no one's really advertising what they do well on LinkedIn, but I'm hearing that they're using LinkedIn for everything, for finding candidates and clients. So it didn't add up. I was like, why are we like, we got to solve this problem. So yeah. I... We did it with the agency model. And then what I learned is recruiters don't really want their, right? Like they don't want their. Oh, yeah. The owners don't want their. Over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they want to handle their inbox, right? And book the calls and everything. So I was like, all right, well, why don't I coach and empower, right? For the branding. And just in seeing what that's done, I mean, for building the ecosystem and generating conversations and booking calls with their, you know, their clients and their candidates. I mean, they're finally taking advantage of LinkedIn and, and with content and connection requests, not just in-mails. So it's, that's kind of how we got, got started. Yeah. So I just want to highlight this. So the problem that Clark kind of, he said it, but he didn't say it very specific, like very, like five words or less, is we spend all our time on LinkedIn, but we're not building trust or digital trust on LinkedIn by using content. Um, and I think that is so, like, it's really not hard to do if you just, talk to your customers and, and highlight why they want to work with you or 
you know, Clark, there are tools that you can build digital trust with like the clearly rated of the world or the great recruiters. Um, but there, but you have to pull the asset on the LinkedIn and use it on LinkedIn, right? So, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what people don't understand when they're trying to create digital trust, right, is that it does air quotes, take, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, air quotes, digital trust, right? Um, or, or just online trust yeah. is that there does have to be, um, there does have to be some frequency with which they either see your name to build trust, you know? So when we're, or when I'm doing coaching on LinkedIn, like if you see somebody that you want to engage with, you need to start engaging with their content so they start saying your name. Don't ask for the connect yet. That's my first thing is don't ask for the connect yet. Because a lot of people just go right in for that connection and, and, and they haven't gained any sort of familiarity with their name. And if you can start engaging with the content, getting your name, it takes an average of seven um, to 10 interactions with somebody before they, they start recognizing and trusting um, that you are someone um, of value or someone that they can trust or someone that they could ask for advice. Um, and so uh, I think, what do you, what are you coaching recruiters on when they're, you know, out there sort of cold prospecting, you know, for candidates and or clients, quite frankly, are you having them engage first or what's your strategy around that? Because I think that the getting started feels like the most painful part with recruiters because you either have the recruiter that's like, I don't want my face on LinkedIn and, um, or I don't want my social profile profile to be out there. And I'm like, do you want to be a recruiter in today's market? Do you like helping people and making money? Do you like your job? Um, Because this is kind of, you know, this is where recruiters, you know, live and breathe is through that social presence and that, um, you know, digital marketing is a core competency. Um, That it feels like that's the sticking point right there is the getting started. It it is. And the getting started is, you know, as you said, kind of why should I be doing this? Yeah. When I just talked to them, well, would you want to cut down your prospecting time by about 80%? Like, you know, it's, that's pretty you know, compelling. What takes the most time pretty of your compelling. day? Sourcing. Yeah. Sourcing business development, sending out messages. Okay. Well, what if I could get, you know, people, if I could tell you that your ideal, you know, your software developer recruiter, like the software developers are going to reach back out to you and be like, Hey, I really want to talk to you. Like, right. When's the last time you've heard that? Right. And then this, they kind of start to be like, all right, well, like, tell me a little bit more. And it's just, it's content, right? It, it, it's. The content. the content piece and the profile, and even the profile is a piece of content in a sense, right? Your headlines, yes. your about 100%. section, right? Your, your, your featured section, everything. Yes. Right. And so if you just have that, I, I, I was telling people even a year ago, just give me five posts and make them featured. Right. And, and just like, just start with that. So people can kind of see, cause LinkedIn is a sales page, right? And I don't care if you're a candidate or a company or a coach or whatever. It's, you have a podcast a sales page, right? Nice. Right. You got a podcast, right? It's like, that's where people get to kind of know about you, what, what you're about. It's a business, you know, networking platform. That's what, you know, the purpose is. So why don't you show them the, the problems that you solve or the placements that you've made, right? If you're yeah. sourcing candidates, like tell them about the wins and the placements of people that you've placed that are like them, right? That's going right. to be, that's going to help you stand out. Right? Cause I always like to say recruiting is like low barrier to entry and like high, high barrier to success. Right. Yeah. It's so it's like, you've got to be able to stand out. We all know the negative kind of connotations with recruiting. So how do you combat that? It's right. you stand out with what, you know, how they see you before they even talk to you as you, to your point. It yeah. is so much like being a realtor. I, I, and I, I mean, 
that low bar- barrier to entry yeah. and the, the 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 high failure and what yeah. makes the difference with the realtor their brand yeah their personal brand, brand. their personal yeah. brand the feedback that they get online you know uh, the recommendations all of those types of things and le- linkedin organically provides all of this and i i the other uh, obstacle i have with recruiters is uh, i'm not a salesperson and i'm like the hell you are yes you yeah. are you are yeah. doing the same exact thing your salesperson is. You're just talking to a different person. Yeah, there's, You're all salespeople. There's like three points of sale. I've been thinking about this a lot in staffing, right? There's getting the candidate to trust you and let them submit to an open opportunity. There's getting the job. And then there's actually placing a candidate, right? There's lots. And like the getting the candidate to trust you and getting the initial contract if it's not retained, no money is exchanged. So there's a lot of trust that's exchanged at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, salespeople think that recruiters don't know how many doors they've got to knock on to get the order. And recruiters think that salespeople don't know how many people they actually have to talk to to fill the order. You know, and so there's already friction there. But if well, you if have you're, a, if you're following if you have Clark's method. Yeah. Well, exactly. If you have a recruiter and a salesperson who work in cohesion, first of all, you have happy candidates because you're not doing one to one on opportunities. You're doing one to many. So you can create yep. interest and all of that. That's a whole nother podcast on how to submit right and keep your candidates right and all of that good stuff. But it all comes down to being the Pied Piper of a specific vertical. How are you going to do that if you're not visible, if you're not there, if you're not in it? That's it. You just said the vertical. And I was telling somebody that there's a reason all the big agencies, right? You know, Robert Half, Aerotech. They they have verticals like for a reason because it's mm-hmm. right, that's the way to help stand out and help companies know what you specialize in right people tend to pay more for a specialist than a, than a generalist yeah in a sense right oh so my God. it's like that's such gold right there we have to put that on the t shirt right the more niche the more reach that's Ooh. that was one of the sayings did you, did you just pronounce like rich yeah. reach I did the more niche the more reach because right. that was in my my class last week. Um, the more verticalized and specialized you can be, the stronger the attraction to your personal brand. And and so, yeah. yes, you said that was gold, Clark, like right there. The more niche you can be, like the more attraction. The more you can charge, get. right? The more And the more you can charge, yes. Because, well, and oh, I get this all the time with light industrial. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't niche out with light industrial. The hell you can't. If you're a CNC specialist or a, pre- a punch press specialist or machine operator, you can do all sorts of specialization in light industrial. I have one. That's what I recruited it for. So yeah, I completely right? agree with you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, by the way, super interesting. Uh, Dole, the pineapple company. Mm-hmm. They were um, my customer. They're having it. So apparently they're not like, they're profitable, but they're like 1% profit margin. Uh-huh. Uh, and so they're trying to make themselves more uh, exotic by releasing other products under an exotic brand Mm -hmm. uh, because they need to exotic usually goes with that word niche right or like more uh like scarcity or right yeah um those are some of the snacks or the the t-boy podcast which used to be the snacks daily podcast from robin hood but uh just this morning is so funny i'm like listening to i'm like how is this company that's existed 100 year old company but just can't because it's such a generic thing so to both of your point right like they're not niche down. They're a pretty generic provider and they just, they turn like a 1% profit. Like, yeah, that's probably a great profit because it's 1% of a big number, but 
they should be more profitable at well, 100 years old. I mean, old. look at makeup, right? You've got Estee Lauder, then there's the cheaper drugstore version, then there's the cheaper version. Of the, I mean, like, it's all the same crap. We're so just don't like, commoditize yourself. This is, this is the moral. <laughs> yes. It's, niche. It's, niche to be reached. <laughs> well, so people are taking that method that these working for these big companies and if they're trying to use it for themselves or their own desk, you don't have enough time or energy in the day to master all these things or master all these skill sets. It's also not believable. So your clients and candidates aren't going to believe that you have mastered every skill set in recruiting. So it's that's where people don't realize they're turning off the cold market because they're like, why help everyone in recruiting do everything? It's like that doesn't you're like you don't have enough hours in a day to have figured all these all this out, right? But if you have five or seven repeatable skill sets, that's believable. And then you can double, you know, you can double down and become an expert in those. And then you start creating leverage. And that's truly what recruiters are missing is leverage. And that's where marketing is huge. Like they don't understand the leverage and kind of what they can bring to the table and having a, a, like a niche, a niche, uh, however we want to say it. Um, like that's where the power is. And that's where I see the, the clients that we work with have the most success. Like they own their value prop, typically even going into the program. And then we're just helping them display it and get it out there consistently. Yeah, organize right? the like message. That's, that's the goal. Yeah, organizing the message. Because right. oh, typically wow. agencies already have made placements. They they do a lot of things well. They just have no idea how to market it because they're just caught in the rat race. And I'm sure you you see that all the time well, yeah, right? we, with, with what you do. It's just like take a step back to accelerate forward. Well, we have this, you know, this working on your business and working in your business, right? And, and staffing yeah. and recruiting, a lot of people are still working in their business and to your point, like we have a, a mutual, you have a, I have, it's my friend, your client uh, down here in South Florida. Um, and I've been trying to get him, get him to stop working in the business every day and start working on the business. Uh, and I saw, I was really excited when I saw that he was working with you. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's, they've had some success because he's like at, at the leadership level, they started working on it and thinking about the business, not just having to do the daily sales or recruiting. And, yeah, and they've seen, and they got one, one recruiter that actually took off it, it, the, the change in just our initial conversation was like, well, what do you like to recruit on? And where do you think you see the opportunity in your market? And he was focused a lot on tech and engineers and developers. So I was like, well, let's double down. We picked a couple industries that he hadn't highlighted on his profile and he highlighted them. And then we matched some of the outreach and his connections and messaging to that and content. Within two weeks, he signed a client that got, had about 10 employees. He said they have a few million in funding and their their investor was waiting to give them a $40 million check. They just needed to actually build out this product, but they, the agencies they were working with couldn't find the engineers and the developers. So he comes in, he knows exactly how to recruit on this. He found, and they've built two, 300,000 in new revenue. And like they, they did two that or three within months. a few months. Yeah. And yeah. Within two to three months. And it's just, so it's like just that new business because you never know where it's going to come from. But again, it was that positioning. He had the leverage and then he came through and they were so impressed. They were just like, all right, well, this is, you're going to be the only person we work with, right? Like they want to work long-term and now they're, they have a bunch of other recs this year and it's in the wheelhouse and they have the relationship and it all just came from that, that LinkedIn positioning, right? And just leveraging yeah, what they I, already do well. I, look, let's circle this back to this idea of like the flywheel that HubSpot kind of highlighted, right? They didn't create it, but they kind of highlighted yeah. it with inbound. Um, well, what it sounds like is you have a, what you're, what we're working on is a system on LinkedIn to uh, re-engineer through a personal brand inbound mark, right? To, in my brain. Um, so there's definitely resources, yeah, besides Clark to like, to help you understand how all this 
works together in a really nice, a neat, like nice package. Um, but I do love it. I think, you know, it, we're, we're under, we undervalue marketing. Mm. We undervalue one to many. Um, we undervalue creating buying personas or, or your recruiting persona, whatever you want to call it. Right. It's yeah. still, you know, the ideal client, uh, it's the buyer persona, right? It's, uh, you know, um, Henry and HR or, uh, Sally and sales, like whatever you want to call these personas that you generate and how to attract them and what they're thinking about and talking about. So let's talk about the other, cause so now we've got the recruiter, like, let's say we've convinced the recruiter, right? You, you've just got to start, right? You need to start engaging to create trust. The more niche, the more reef, right? Um, and, and, and that, and, and putting um, effort behind effort and frequency. You know, there's a frequency, relevancy. Focus, all effort. Work, yeah. Focus, effort, all of those things. Let's talk about the client side, because I think this is where it gets tricky because you have, it feels like two schools of one, I don't want my recruiter out there posting things that I don't know about that I don't have control over. That's one sort of agency thought process. And then the other that is more, I hired this person to do a job, I trust them to do the job, and I trust that they're going to use the right tools. I think that there's somewhere in between where you have governance of your brand. You can provide all of those tools, right? And we can still give them autonomy, but do you find that you have those two characteristics of customer out there? I've gone the, yeah, definitely, like, you know, kind of the, you know, what's the purpose? Not necessarily what's the purpose, but I've gone some of like, what if they build their own brand, they, they leave me have a situation. I'm like, no, the whole point is you have a company process now that it's, it's not necessarily, I don't want to say plug and play because you have to hire the right, you know, you got to get the right people, you know, recruit, you got to, you need good recruiters, right? You're going to be able to train up good recruiters. But if this is a, a process and a system you can apply to anyone in, the, in currently in your company or that comes in. And so, and what we focus on with content is really, I've been making like sales driven. So we're not really what's, and we work with the agencies. So as a, like on a group call, like within that agency, we're, we're just going to run through like, okay, what's the content foundation for your firm? And we have all the recruiters have input. So everyone's kind of on the same page of like, these are the themes that we, these are the core values of our agency. These are the themes that we hit on. These are the issues our clients and candidates come across. So there's a lot of work done to find like, okay, what's going to move the needle kind of almost like what's going to highlight the pains right, for, for their market and not be, you don't have to be that controversial to, you know, in terms of a brand. So I tell the owners, like, they're not going to be, you know, they don't have to be that much personal stories or hot takes or anything else, like, outside of recruiting. That's enough. Like, just doing that within your client's problems is enough, right? right. So I don't, like, it's not really going to ruffle that many feathers. You just kind of need the, a simple system and just to kind of do it. It doesn't have to be this big thing. And here's kind of what you can get back. Right. And I feel like clients don't, they, they're, they're so concerned about what, but what if they go away? But, but what if they don't? Yeah, I, I think, right. I think be, um, having successful employees is a better recruiting tool than anything else. Like, yes. hey, this guy did so well that he went out and, you know, he, he had to start his own. Okay. Um, but you had to, you know, maybe you had to start it farther away. He started Whatever. with you. But he you started with like, you. You have the he recipe. started with you. If you have, and then also, if you help people make money and you give them places to grow, they often don't leave. 
They don't want to leave. If you have, if you're authentic with them, if you're level with them, if you set the proper expectations, like you're a good human to work with and you help them make money, they're not going to leave you. Like, why are you, why are so people are so afraid of people leaving? I, I would be ecstatic if I made, if we were minting millionaires at my staffing firm. A hundred percent. I LinkedIn, I think has the best attitude because I, I was talking with their procurement department. This was a couple of years ago. And, and I was like, you know, I was asking like very corporate questions. What's your average tenure? You know, cause that was something that was really important to me at the time. And I'm asking about this and, you know, I'm asking this very corporate question and LinkedIn was, um, they said, you know, we, we don't really put a focus on that. You know, it's called a curriculum vitae, which is course of life. We want to be a meaningful part of that course of life. We don't need to be all of it. We just want to be part of your journey, which I think speaks that, volumes. That might have came from Reed. No. Reed Hoffman it probably has came from very, Reed. Um, in, the, in the Masters of Scale, he has like these different, uh, I have notes somewhere, but on it, it was just one of the episodes I listened to. That message came yeah. throughout the, you know, the executive that I was talking to and, and they kind of live and breathe that. And I think that's really special because you're not afraid of having the next, you know, super recruiter, you know, in your midst and you get to say they were a part of your journey. Yeah. And that's what happens with the agencies that come in, their owners are investing in their recruiters. And at first they're kind of like, all right, what is this? What is my kind of owner bot? Like what, you know, what Zoom call am I on now? And, and coaching and training and I know what I'm doing. And then they start to come in and we get to know them and kind of show them, understand their current day to day and then show them it's kind of like a way we're trying to like align in your workflow to make your life a lot easier. And then sure enough, I was going back and forth somewhere this morning. He's like, I have so many, I have more calls I know what to do with. And it's not someone that couldn't get like five phone screens in a week. You know, a couple of months ago, and now he's got dozens of candidates in his inbox and just his confidence is shot up. So uh, he's not going to go anywhere. His owner has invested in, in him and like, she's, she's actually going to go on maternity leave. And she's like, Hey, do you want to handle and run some of these accounts? I'm like, he's like, yes. And now like, she has the confidence that he can do it. Cause like, he's just building and building and getting more reps. And to your point, Robbie, all those recruiters in there and all the other agencies, like they're just like our confidence is up. And like, what's that going to do? Like, they're going to give all the credit back to the owner. Like, thank you for thinking of me and investing in me and thinking of like, that I'm, you know, I'm worthwhile the investment because so many companies don't do that. And especially so many agencies don't do that from, from day one. Like Wait. the amount of, hey, here's a phone and get to work. Like onboarding stories I've heard is insane. So. Yeah, I think, oh. yeah. Well, that, that's onboarded. That's not training. That's a, that's a separate podcast. That's a trigger warning. Lauren, Lauren is triggered. Clark, what did you do? Trigger all warning. Right, all right, everybody, deep breaths in. We don't need anyone triggered today. Exhale. We just saw uh, Dula yesterday. Name so yeah. like, no, your onboarding no, yeah. process. Before all right. it matters. You never get a second chance um, to make a first impression, but that's all I'm going to well, say. I mean, again, they're your second customer. I learned from you, Lauren. You are your own first customer. Then your internal team is your second customer. And then everybody else will be taken care of if you take care of yourself and your team. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, we, uh, the last episode of the podcast, we were doing it live and Lauren was just staring at me like, no, I'm my first customer, Rob. My first customer. Because if like, I don't okay. take care of me, I don't take care of others well. And that's just from years of therapy, for being honest. <laughs> Gotta have boundaries. Hey, it's important. Absolutely. It's valuable. It's important. Super valuable. Well, that was my beach day, right? Like I needed there me time go. for an hour or two. Like, yes. We were still working. We were just looking at the ocean and, and had a breeze and some sand. Like, and some vitamin like, D I'm in Fort Lauderdale next week. Vitamin yeah, D is so. super vital. Yeah, Clark, by the way, we can do that. We can relive that if you want. Yeah, I, well, I was going to say, I'm in Fort Lauderdale next week after a long winter here in Ohio. So I will yeah. be doing the beach meeting. I'm so, 20 minutes yeah. away. 
All right, let's make it happen. Not even. All right. You still have all the spring breakers there, Rob, because... Oh, God. No, well, I, I went into local... Like, that was South Beach. I was, like, local Fort Lauderdale. Uh, well, I'll tell yeah. you where the local spots are, Clark, if you want to be a little more low-key. Absolutely. Um, we'll give it away. Yeah. 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 We can't say them out loud. All right. We don't say the, the secret stuff out loud. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Clark, um, God, this is... like. Number one, you're preaching to, to to the choir with Lauren and I, and and again, I appreciate you making sure that you're not like looking at Lauren and I, knowing who we are, and and not and like making sure you say all the things that you probably have said to me or said to Lauren, you know, said to people like Lauren and I. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just thinking. There's so many different parts to it uh, that that excite me. Lauren, you have something? Sorry. Um, yeah. Well, I want to know. You know, since we talk about technology um, on this on this podcast, what are some of your favorite LinkedIn tools that can help enhance the experience? Yeah, you know, I have I have mine that I like, but I would love to know. You know, what you're leveraging to make the most out of your LinkedIn experience. Surprises a lot of people. My favorite LinkedIn tool is Sales Navigator. Oh, old school. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I've, I've, uh, a few recruiters have made the switch from the RPS, the expensive, you know, the expensive seat. And I, I've, I've heard some of the price tags that they've, you know, they, they got people on and yeah, good for them. That's fine. But the, then they're $79 a month. Yeah. It's, that's for how much? Like, that's, well, Navigator individuals, like 79 bucks fights. So it is, 79, I think 99 now. Uh, is it up? Okay. But that's so much cheaper than recruiter. So much easier. By multiples. By multiples. 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 And look, there's some cool features, right? I mean, there's open to work, and and I get that. But I remember seeing about a year ago, there was an engineer posted open to work. He's like, I had 114 in-mails in 24 hours. So how are you standing standing out, out. right? If if you're just buying more in-mails, and then you don't have your profile, uh, to be like, so no one knows that like you're the well, one standing out. You're sending these in-mails to the abyss in a sense, a lot of the times, right? Well, you I get have, the... oh, sorry. You have this website, like think, yeah. think about a website without a blog or an update for years. Like they think the company's dead. If you haven't done anything on your LinkedIn profile in, in years, like, and you're sending in-mails, what do you think the outcome is going to be to your, sorry, to your point? I know I cut you off. So go ahead. Well, no, I, and that's, that's kind of where I, I go. So with a kind of a two-step process, I'm like, all right, what's my value prop? Who would all it be? And he said, like, you know, as Lauren said, take care of me first. And then how do I want to serve the market? And I like that. And you can, I mean, there's the filters, Booleans, there's a bunch of cool stuff, but you can also build out account lists and really in search within companies. And, you know, for hiring me, you know, people are like, well, what about candidates? I'm like, a lot of candidates are hiring managers, right? Like, it's not like the only thing that separates a client or, or a hiring manager or a candidate is the messaging. Right. And you get to choose that. Right. Like you're, they're still all on LinkedIn. Right. They're still on Sales Navigator or RPS, like either one. So for a fraction of the price, you can build out some really cool list, send a connection request. The message is, you know, the, the message. And that's like another point we kind of talk about is like this whole pitching Rex immediately, which always aggravates me. But uh, like that's that to me is that tool for the price. I mean, there are, you have to learn to use it. It's not like the most intuitive but it is so powerful if you take the time to, to figure it out. I've seen it save hours and hours. I've seen people just build agencies just using Sales Navigator and no RPS or you know, I have a, else. I, I, yeah, yeah, I have all my lists and I have like, I have a list of everyone I've ever demoed in Sales Navigator so I can track if they move. I have a list of like the key accounts so I can go and comment to show up on their on their feeds and the leadership team. So yeah, I'm with you, man. I it, It's tremendously valuable for how much you actually spend. And 
Yeah. Got the social selling index on there, which is cool. And I think if you're above a 70, LinkedIn features your content more. Uh, another point, you know, Lauren, you mentioned earlier, like you wait to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And I kind of actually go the opposite. Yeah. I mean, it's just have your profile you just go filled for out. It? We'll, have, we'll have your profile. This is assuming you got some content featured and stuff like that already, but keep that flywheel going. And they're just, they're going to see what you've posted. But the interesting, I, I saw an algorithm, I think it was Richard Van Der Blom or Van, Van Blom. I, I can't remember his name, but he posted like the LinkedIn algorithm report, which is amazing. He does it every year. And he's saying that all new connections to your content for the first two weeks, right? So if you connect and they're just, you're going to come up on their feed. So if you like and engage, you're just going to keep showing up on their feed more and more. So it's kind of really cool that the inbound effectiveness kind of dictates is determined by the outbound too, right? So if you constantly are doing your outbound and you're posting, it's just kind of working all, all together. Do you use, I'm curious if you use any type of, um, distribution, like, like, a like I, I've used later social pilot, Hootsuite, anything like that. that? We just started, I, I'm so it's, you, you could probably laugh for being the digital recruiter. I love posting like personally on LinkedIn, publishing directly. Uh, I've tried different ones. I think we have, we use uh Contentino right now. And that, that one's been great. I, I really like the, you know, for search for helping clients and all that schedule out their posts. But for myself, I don't, I'm very hands-on with my content. Like I like working on it, publishing it directly. I should probably get way more analytics than I do. But again, it's part of what I preach is I just want to connect, uh, post content and be on calls every single day. And like, that was kind of how, I mean, I'm, this business is a year and a half old, so we're, we're, we're younger, but like, that's, I haven't really focused on analytics much to your point. Don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. I just publish and you know, I track views and impressions that kind of get engaged, but I just, as long as you can be consistent for at least six months, like that's what I go for. I don't worry about the tools. I keep it simple and just figure out like on what you want to say. And I think that's, that's kind of where I tell everyone to start. And because there's a million tools. Yeah, beyond that, that, that can be really helpful. But if you're getting started with content, like just go, like it don't overwhelm. Well, yourself. just think about your wins and create stories and short posts off of them and keep going. Exactly. Right? It. Your point. Exactly. Right. It. LinkedIn loves it. Loves when you stay in LinkedIn. So yeah. you know yes. the fact that you're using, I you know I I use Shield app to watch my analytics. So you know if I you use are. Tablio. Yeah, yeah. So there, there are other tools that you can use out there. Rob and I have a host of them. To you know, there's Elf out there to you know automate some of your responses with emails and all that good stuff. Yeah. So there's some uh, yeah. cool tech out there. But I, but but LinkedIn loves LinkedIn. <laughs> um, and you know I, I love that you're staying organic. Yeah, they're putting themselves first. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It works on the company level too, guys. Yeah, it works on yeah. the company level. Yeah, they're on the company yeah. level too. Um, but I love that you are, you know, keeping that kind of all holistic and organic, you know, you, you, to scale, I think you've, you've got to use some outside automation to, to just continue to grow, but yeah, it's a great yeah. chat GPT to, to find ideas to write about. Like you can write oh, about the I same topic Jasper. multiple times. Yeah. Whatever the tool is, a yeah, great way I'm to do sure. is like, how many different ways can I say the same thing? Yes. Yes. Right? It's, yeah. If so, you need to do that multiple times, it's a good way to do it. Top tip for our listeners, look at the LinkedIn news. Those can be your prompts for the best, um, best yep. uh, response. Uh, you were just featured. I was just you fe- got featured. Yeah. 
So yeah. I, I I look at the LinkedIn news daily. I'll enter in the top stories and then um, find derivatives of it um, through Ooh, like you, copy AI. You or, dirty. Or, you. Or Jasper. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dumb. Oh, I love you. That's awesome. Uh, by the way, that this is, that is the, a, yeah. uh, the one is TikTok too popular. A band was something on the T-Boy podcast last week. And I'm glad everyone caught up a week later, but they were like, Biden is threatening, but there's no way this thing is going to get banned because 150 million people look at it daily. Oh, uh, TikTok? Mm. Yeah, it was wild. Anyway, I'm just looking at the news feed. <laughs> I do not have TikTok. As I, I don't either. I don't like, either. You, you know what? Okay. You're probably a better I don't either. for it. I consume right? way too much TikTok because... I, you're good with me. We, we can not TikTok together on the beach next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get it started. Yeah. No, I will not download the app. So you're... You have to be the one. Yeah. All right. Uh, so... Clark. It's been awesome, Clark. Thank yeah, you so much. Great. I Let's... could talk LinkedIn and Thanks digital marketing all day long. Yeah, That's well, the, wait, awesome. first, real quick, real quick, uh, yeah. like, if you had to give a short list of, like, must-dos, like, three to five, what do you got? Or, like, must-think about? Look at, think about your value prop. Is it displayed on your profile, your LinkedIn profile? Do you, that'd be number one. Number two, look at your messaging. I think is it featured? We, we didn't cover this as much, but is it, are you talking about yourself or are you talking about to your client, your candidates, right? Like what's in it for them? Like that's with your messaging and with your content, right? Like what are their problems and speak to them? I think a lot of times people can just post content and just talk about what's going on with them and that's it. Uh, and then third, like if you're relying on in-mails, like there is a better, there is a better way. There or, is a better way. And you don't, have to, you don't have to just spend more to make more. Correct. And, and don't connect and pitch, for the love of God. Yeah, I've never made a sales call, guys. And it's all come from LinkedIn. Not, I've never right. made a single sales call. And so I am, I'm a living representation that, you know, frequency, relevancy, all of that works. Yeah, you just build the ecosystem. Yeah. And you just, you just have volume to invite people to your world. And the ones that care, they'll stick around. And yep. Those, and know, those are the right customers. Each. Those are the ones you want. That's it. That's it. Uh, every day for me is a blessing because of that strategy. It's like I work with all great customers and clients and makes it a lot more fun yeah. day to day. I right? love it. A lot more fun. All right. Clark, this has been a blast. We appreciate it. Lauren, as always, Thanks, I'm, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad we got you off the ledge over there from, uh, from when we triggered you during this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. It's all right, folks. Oh, <laughs> And, uh, beach right, meeting guys. next week. Yeah, beach meeting next week. week. Well, like and we got to introduce uh, our, you know, my my friend, your or our mutual friend slash customer, um, and hang out. So anyway, all right, LJ, we'll leave you out of that one because it's a long flight. Uh, but appreciate everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the You Own the Experience podcast. You can catch all our previous episodes at whyweepodcast.com and learn more about our thriving staffing community by signing up for the Wiley newsletter. And coming soon is Staffing Huddle, an online open community dedicated to your staffing success. I'm Rob. And I'm Lauren. Go do something good. Bye, guys.